Well, hey, what's up? Pastor Rich here. Uh, today's message is maturity by difficulty. And this is our short form uh, version of this past Sunday's message. This past Sunday, we were talking about this whole idea of what it means to understand that difficulties in our lives actually produce maturity. Uh, I heard a quote said a long time ago, and it says that you live life looking forward, but you understand life looking back. And as we look back over the course of the past 14 weeks of all that um, we have um, went through in the world, and then specifically even too in our nation, I think there's a lot of understanding that can be taken place. But one of the things that always draws my attention to those of us who are Christ followers is the fact of us maturing in a lot of areas, but also to being better than we were the day before. And especially um, as the years go on, understanding that we are to mature in our faith. And one of the verses that I always think about that really helped me in understanding that is Philippians chapter one, verse six. And it says this, being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. And so that right there tells me that when it comes to areas in our lives, that there is a process that is taking place and that we are to grow. And so we started thinking about all of the difficulties that we face in life. And really what it comes down to is it comes down to this, is that in our lives, our maturity is to get better as we go throughout time. And, and we should be responding better today than we were um needless to say, maybe five years ago. So like when difficulty comes, maybe the emotion was to completely be full of anxiety, full of frustration, maybe even possibly anger. But if you're allowing the working of the Holy Spirit now in your life, that five years later, maybe today, when something hits difficulty, that maybe there shouldn't be anxiety, there shouldn't be anger, there shouldn't be frustration, but there should be a maturity that comes. And that's because God continually works through us and the power of the Holy Spirit leads us in a way that we are better than we were before. And so kind of the big idea that we talked about on Sunday was this, is that for maturity to grow, we must understand that difficulties don't break us, they make us. I'm going to say that again. For maturity to grow, we must understand that difficulties don't break us, they they indeed, they they make us. And we see this in the life of the Apostle Paul. Matter of fact, if you're looking at Philippians, uh, the Apostle Paul, this was the first church that he that he established in, in Philippi. And, and if you go forward in this story about 52 AD in Acts chapter 16, that's where we read the story of, of, of Paul and Silas. They're in the prison and they begin to worship. They begin to sing the, to God. And all of a sudden the, the walls begin to shake, the chains fall off. And, and um, man, all of a sudden they're, they're completely free. And what's so amazing about that story is when you go back and you look at some of the scriptures in, in the book of Philippians, you begin to see a common thread that this book is all about joy and rejoicing. I mean, you want to talk about maturity in a difficult situation. Here's the Apostle Paul being, being imprisoned for his faith and for preaching Christ. And he doesn't, he doesn't get upset about it. He's, he, he's not frustrated about it. He's not moaning and complaining about it. I know I've been guilty of that. But he's actually saying, look, here's the deal. We, we can rejoice in this, notice the words of Philippians chapter one, verse four, in all my prayers for you, I always pray with joy. So the apostle Paul gives us some tremendous insight on what it means to be mature in the face of difficult situations. So I really think there's three things we can learn 
from the Apostle Paul when facing difficult times. And the first thing we have to learn is this. Don't get stuck on why. Don't get stuck on why. It's tempting to get stuck on why. Why is this happening? Why are they doing this to me? Why can't I I catch a break? And you know what? Sometimes in life, there really is not a good enough answer for why other than we live in a fallen world that's filled with imperfection and and justice. And so many times we can get stuck on why that it really stops us maturing in Christ and moving forward in Christ. You know, I heard this said one time before, but this person said this, they said, you can die in your whys. And then they went on to say, so save them for Q&A time in heaven. And I thought that, that was so good. Okay. So what, what I'm saying is, is, is it's okay to ask why, but don't get, don't get stuck there. So many people get stuck there and they never move forward because they're trying to gain an answer. Sometimes there is no answer and sometimes they are. So let me give you a better alternative. Okay. Don't, don't ask why, don't get stuck on why, but instead, number two, start asking what? And what I mean to that is simply this, ask the question to God, Hey God, what are you doing? What are you trying to teach me? What is your purpose for this taking place? And when, again, when we look at the example of the Apostle Paul, um, we see some tremendous words. His dream was to go to Rome and to preach the gospel. He gets to Rome, he gets thrown in a prison, and he could have been asking why, but I believe the Apostle Paul asked what. And then we see this tremendous verse in Philippians 1, 13 and 14. It says, as a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am enchained for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. Think of that. He, he, he didn't get stuck on why. He focused on what? He said, God, what, what can I do in this moment? And Paul ends up preaching the gospel to every guard that he's chained to and to the people. And we see them coming to faith and we see those getting bold. We know this to be true, Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. So here's the deal. Don't get stuck on why. Start asking what, and then in difficult times, number three, refocus on what really matters. Refocus on what really matters. But here's the thing. A lot of things can matter to us, but in light of eternity, there are only a few things. It comes down to our relationship with God. That really matters. It it comes down to the family, the gift that God has given us and our spouse and our children, or or, or maybe you're even single. That's a gift from God that you can use in this time to do something for the Lord that maybe you couldn't necessarily do when you get married. So you got to focus on your life. You got to ask yourself the question, how am I living my life for Jesus. And that's a great thing. So you, you got to begin to refocus on what's going on. I, I think it goes without saying that difficulties have the way of maturing us in a way that success can't. And so friends, as we close our time out here this morning, let me just encourage you in this. Let difficulties push you towards God. Let difficulties push you to the Holy Spirit having its work in your life and let it mature you in your faith because here's the thing. There are people counting on you. There are people looking to you. And as we go on out in this world, it's only going to get crazier. We know that from the Bible. So I think how we mature in these times of difficulty says a lot about the future and especially about those that are going to come to Christ. Hey, thank you so much for listening. This has been Maturity by Difficulty, short form version, and we'll see you next week. God bless.